Hello and welcome to Cindy and Friends. I'm your host, Cindy Gross, and I invite you to bond with those you agree with and even some of your foes. We have insights and analysis and exclusive interviews from those newsmakers and trendsetters who share facts and opinions about what is making the headlines in today's world. Thank you for tuning in. We are at the WGBB studios here on Long Island. We are airing throughout the tri-state area. You can download and listen to us anytime on every major podcast outlet. And you can follow my articles as they are featured on the Times of Israel, Israel National News, You Are America TV, and Newsmax. And now, Cindy and Friends. Hello, and welcome to Cindy and Friends, featuring Cindy Gross, the Jewess Patriot, the show where you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate the best of the Jewish culture and for our non-Jewish audience and followers to join in and share the best of your cultures with our Jewish friends. Today, we are starting the beginning of 2024 election information, campaigns, interviews, issues, and why this year is the most important year for you to get educated and active. As many of you know, I open each and every show with my pearls of wisdom because my Jewish name is Isil Peril, which means sweet pearl. And boy, do I have a lot of pearls to give to you today. So join me in my opening. This opening is featuring the topic of exposing the two-tiered justice system that is involved in our education. As many of you have been questioning me and asking me about, you have seen me on many uh, interviews, both video, hearing me in audio, and even in print, about my lawsuit against the New York State Department of Education. It's actually the New York City Department of Education in New York State Supreme Court. All of a sudden, education has become a very hot topic. This is not a Republican topic. This is not a Democrat topic. This is a common sense topic. People want to know why, with the money that we spend in New York City and in every major city around the country, schools are not producing standard grade levels in reading and writing, why students are not commanding the English language in their writing skills and grammar, why they don't know the classics, why they have no idea about American history, being we are Americans here, and for those that are in our schools that are not American yet, You are living in the land that is feeding you, educating you, clothing you, uh, giving you homes and medicine and health and freedoms that you don't have from the countries your families came from, which is why they came here in the first place. So there is a lot to be said, and there's a lot of information to share. 
But the first thing I want to say up front, I am a white Jewish woman who worked in a community of middle-class black homeowners, people with jobs, many of them educated. And if they aren't black, there are other minorities as well. I saw 20 years ago how the failures of the school systems in these communities where people drove their own cars, where they owned their own houses, where they went on luxury vacations, where they ate out in restaurants and went to theater and movies and other cultural events. I saw what was going on, and I am not surprised by what is happening today in America, the way so many others are shocked. I saw a system where it was allowed to break rules that were part of chancellor's regulations, contracts signed within teachers' unions and supervisors' unions, even mandated reporting laws on a local, state, and federal level. Special needs services that are mandated, which are state and federally mandated. It wasn't like this was the only school or the only state. This was the dirty little secret that was easier to hide than to expose at the cost of many of these minority families. It could be the reason why, for the first time, we are seeing in large numbers, Republicans gaining support among minorities, whether it's Hispanic, Black, especially Black men. Look at the record number of Black men running for Congress around the country. Asians, Jewish numbers are picking up, and others. The Republicans have a growing gay community that supports people like President Trump and those between 18 and 25. Why? Because they are tired of being taken for granted. The two-tier system of justice and education run hand in hand. I lived it. I am living it. And I'm not the only one, but I'm one of the few who's still speaking up about it. I probably am one of the first to actually speak up about it. As you can see, it's very personal and painful for me, so I got to take this slowly. And I am emotional, so please bear with me. But I'm here to be with you. How do we know it's a two-tiered system? Because first of all, I filed the lawsuit in February 2011. Months later, not before, but later, afterwards, a retaliatory termination hearing was started. They were so determined to shut up this whistleblower that they went to great lengths to make sure they had a clear termination hearing with just the right arbitrator. Over 30 days of an arbitration 3020 hearing. 
You know, you hear arbitration hearings say two, three days, over 30 days. Imagine the pay that went into the hiring of the arbitrator, his staff, the uh, other staff involved. Add to that, they were so determined to get rid of me, they actually hired people to type up transcripts. So we have everything documented. I'll point out a couple of pieces in the 3020. And you tell me if it's not a little suspicious. We have testimony from a student, a second grader, that he was crying and that the principal slapped his butt, as it was said. We even have in the transcript the judge's response that it was a potch, a slap. He questioned it and he got his answer. Right then and there, in that paper, under sworn testimony, one of my complaints that many of you would complain about today and would have cell phones out and calling every news media outlet today was made a joke. We had a guidance counselor testify that she couldn't find any notes. She never had any issues with anything. She was asked about certain students. Well, one of those students' parents came in to testify on behalf of the Department of Education. And that parent testified under oath that her son had a physical altercation with that guidance counselor. Nothing happened with the guidance counselor. Nothing happened with the student, but I was deemed insubordinate for not respecting this guidance counselor's uh, status in the school. This guidance counselor from another parent and from others was supposed to see students regarding their IEP and student services. And yet, None of this was documented in school records that were needed to complete ACS reports. Think about how many mandated reported laws are broken there. And she's still a guidance counselor. We've had, since 2011, excuse after excuse. But then came 2023, and we got a couple of depositions on my side, still with that without the discovery demands we requested. But we were able to get two of the uh, defendants of my case to to come to depositions. One of them admitted under oath that one of the documents they submitted as evidence was actually not an original document and that a signature on it was not an accurate signature. That wasn't the only piece of evidence submitted that a judge ruled against me. But there you have the testimony of the person who was being sued by me. There was testimony also about how staff discussed me with supervisors. And how supervisors went to staff to talk about me. 
intimidating them to be my friend, to be my coworker and colleague. Everything I reported from the mishandling of monies of a nonprofit in my school to social promotions of students that did not deserve to get socially promoted to students not receiving the services required for their emotional and physical health needs to possible neglected home. Everything I reported turned out to be true. And a lot of it made headlines years after my termination. And yet my case is still ongoing. You wonder why the education system is such a failure. Whoever comes into office at this point in 2024, on every single level, has to work together to make sure there are changes. And the first one being the evaluation system of who is hired and retained. A tenure system of failure is not the best use of taxpayer money. Neither is denying people like the parents in my schools school choice. Violence in schools is nothing new. Testimony came out in my hearing of first graders hiding and touching each other inappropriately. That was never reported in school records. Intense violence. Weapons being hidden, toy guns being used as weapons to threaten second graders, pens and markers, whatever kids could get their hand on to use as a weapon. You go on an airplane and you write out paperwork to go into a foreign country to declare, uh, to go through, um, their uh, security, and they ask you about toy guns and other weapons. Somehow in my school, they were all a joke. And it's probably not just in my school. It's in plenty of other schools. Many of you don't know that in 2016, I actually went to some of my local officials. And to their credit, one assemblyman very close in my to my area was very much interested in seeing oversight in classroom texts because he, as a Catholic, saw what they were doing in classroom lessons in textbooks about the change of history with things like Christopher Columbus and Columbus Day and other issues that were of concern to those who believe in Judeo-Christian values. The bias and prejudice was very obvious. I'm going to tell you a secret. We had bipartisan support and passed it in the assembly. We had a lot of promises from some Republican state senators who later backed out because they were intimidated by the teachers' unions. This isn't a one-party issue. I've spoken about my case to several elected officials I've known through the years, locally and nationally, in New York and in other states. I'm not going to name who they are. Yes, they all want my help when I can give them names for donors and volunteers for them to win. 
But this got a little bit too touchy. People, we pay these people their salaries, their benefits, all the the good things that go with being a public elected official. It's time to hold them accountable. Fighting the school boards is not winning overall because parents cannot compete with the money being spent by the teachers' unions, the supervisors' unions, the biased media. I'm even hearing this now so much from Democratic parents. This is not an issue of Republican or Democratic. It's a matter that our children are suffering emotionally, academically, physically, They are coming out of schools, even better schools, unable to go to an interview, to even socialize and go on a date, not to mention physical issues because they're sitting on a computer table or on a cell phone. And they're not exercising enough or in the right way. Or they're even eating the wrong foods in the school lunchrooms. Just seems that the whole education system is a disaster. So I'm telling you right now, there is a two-tier justice system. Because what goes on, even what you see between Hunter Biden or Donald Trump, whether or not you agree or disagree, You and I, the average person, don't have the funds or the access to media or lobbyists or people supporting us behind the scenes. Many of people have been destroyed for doing what was right and speaking up like me. We need bipartisan laws out of Washington for whistleblower protection and to punish those that break it. Because if you saw some punishment in my situation, To all those that broke it, you'd see a better school system. And that doesn't cost money. That's just effort to get it done. It doesn't mean an R or a D by your name. It means common sense. It means helping all those people that are lost on the streets now. And it means keeping the American dream that everybody around the world is seeing as weakened. People are coming here saying they're going to take our money, our benefits from our government at the expense of Americans. Education should be the number one issue in 2024 because it's the only one that really is our future. It's partly our present, but it's mostly our future. And it's not a Republican or Democratic issue. It's not a national. It's not a local. It's not a state. It's a common sense issue for every single one of you so that you never have to go through what I'm going through. A lot of you have been reaching out to me with information. Keep it up. Today, we are focusing our show on Long Island because the most important election coming up This February is a special election in the Congressional District of New York 3. So you're going to meet Mozzie Pillip, and you're going to meet Congressman Anthony D'Esposito from New York 4, the neighboring district. And we're going to talk about some of these issues and what is concerning you, regardless of where you live 
regardless of how you thought of voting in the past, it's how you're going to vote in the future. Many software projects become successful every year, growing businesses, saving time and money, and providing freedom from stress and frustration. However, not all software projects are successful. Why? What makes software successful? Paying attention to the end user satisfaction. With JobBase, every software project is a success because every project is built with the end user in mind. Save time, save money, improve and grow your business. The product is amazing. When I got the finished project, I was so happy with the result. They delivered higher than my expectation. As a project manager at JobBase, we commit ourselves to ensuring that every single product we have will succeed. Visit us at www.jobbase.io. That's www.jobase.io. Or email us at sales at jobbase.io. Be the next success story. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated in not getting the results you desire in your weight loss program? We have the difference. It's the Dr. Joe difference. We provide highly effective injectable weight loss peptides delivered to your door that work in your gut, liver, and pancreas to get down the weight. You're going to see in the first 90 days, 15 to 30 pound weight loss. Book an appointment at stlmedweightloss.com. Call us at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Hi, my name is Ariel. I'm a registered nurse and expert injector at InSkin Med Spa. Hi, I'm Dinga. I'm a licensed medical esthetician at InSkin Med Spa. And we're the owners and providers at InSkin Med Spa located in Garden City, right across from Neiman Marcus in Roosevelt Field Mall. Our philosophy is truly understanding and appreciating everyone's unique ethnic anatomy and treating each person respectfully. Our methodology involves working with our clients to create a tailored comprehensive treatment plan. We prioritize educating our clients on their aging process and modalities we have to offer to achieve their desired results. We are here to listen and provide you with the knowledge of pro-aging aesthetic procedures available and guide you through the process, ensuring you stay true to your unique beauty along the way. To schedule your appointment with us, you can call 516-210-5023 or email info at inskinnyc.com. Find us on Instagram at inskinnyc or on our website, www.inskinnyc.com. We look look forward forward to meeting you. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe. Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official, shop online at BriannaCannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. Welcome back. Our next guest is running in a special election in New York. And my prediction is not only is she going to win, but the country is going to be watching this uh, race very carefully for many reasons. Number one, it's one year, less than a year before the November elections. And we're going to have the race since every race in the Congress is going to be taking place, it's going to really set people in a trend of how people are going to vote in November, seeing a, the who wins. Number two, it's going to be record-breaking because we have for the first time a Republican, Jewish, Ethiopian woman 
running and she's going to talk to us about that and about the issues that concern her district, New York, a blue state and everybody across America. Mazi Pillip, thank you so much for joining us and for, uh, really taking the time out. I know how busy you are. I see you everywhere. I don't know when you sleep and you're always with a smile and you're always with your, your constituents. Thank you, Sydney. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me again on your program. Uh, yes, this is a very important uh, election. February 13 is a big day. This is about uh, our country, uh, the future of our country. This is about you know our safety our border security, our economy, and uh, we have a lot. We have a lot of things to to accomplish um, this coming year. So I'm very excited. My district is very much, uh, uh, very much supportive. Um, there is a good uh, atmosphere, you know, good motivation, and I can't wait for February 13th. So everybody has discussed. You've been all over the news, a proud Jew, a proud Ethiopian Jew who lived in Israel, who served in the IDF. And yes, that's great for the Jewish constituents. But you also have a lot of non-Jewish constituents that are supporting you as well. And I want to go over a couple of the issues that I know where you stand, but I want them to know where you stand because you're not just representing Jews in District 3. Your, rep- your, your seat is a very important seat for actually the nation because let's face it, 2020, the New York, uh, congressional race has really, uh, made the House Republican majority and we see the balance of power is so important in Washington, D.C. I know that many of the people in your district are here as legal immigrants and are very proud American immigrants. Tell us about that. Absolutely. As you said, it's not about me, really. Um, this election is about the future of our country. Uh, and I'm going to represent everyone, every American here, Jewish, non-Jewish. Um, it is really about the future of our country and the future of our children here. Uh, we are Yes, you're right. We have to have the majority. The majority is a big deal, okay? In Congress right now, we don't have a big, uh, um, you know, a big, uh, um, there's not a lot. There's not a bit of good majority. And right now, right now, the Senate and the White House are Democratic majority. And we also see the trend in blue state run by governors and by state assemblies, what ends up happening? More crime, the exactly. uh, the issues that are uh, failing education, the minority communities affected more. You happen to be in a very serious red district within a blue state. And that is really key for what everybody in the country should be looking at. I'll give you a great example. Around New York, in areas run by Democrats, including Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens, the rioting and uh, disruptions with uh, from pro-Hamas, anti-American protesters has not been controlled. In a Nassau County area where you are currently legislator and where you have a close relationship with Bruce Blakeman, the county executive, Every single major riot that has been scheduled has somehow 
not really been effective. You don't hear about them on the news. You don't see the mainstream media who loves the Democrats actually uh, promoting the success of Republicans like yourself. So talk a little bit about that. Yes, of course. As I said before, uh, you know, we are talking about the future of this country because think about what's happening right now with the extreme policies uh, that Biden and his administration, the squad is uh, promoting in Congress. Uh, the fact that we have a open border policy and uh, millions making their ways with them, you know, from the borders, those people, majority of them, they are not even uh, vetted. We don't know who are, who's coming from the, from the borders. If they are criminals, if they are terrorists, uh, and the amount of drugs coming from the borders, deadly fentanyl is coming. Every mother right now is concerned about the future of our kids. Mm-hmm. I have seven children. I'm worried about the safety of my children. I don't know. You know, criminals making their ways here with deadly fentanyl, the drugs that's out of control and putting the American people at risk. That is a big concern for my district and the entire nation, to be honest. And then on top of it, we have this uh, defunding the police movement that taking away every every time another power from the law enforcement. Law enforcement, we need them all. We need them to protect our streets, our communities. And yes, you're talking about rallies that taking place since the war uh, started in Israel. Uh, Hamas supporters, uh, they are going out uh, to rally, but they're distracting the people from a... And they're not a, even getting you know, the permits. If I know every time we want to do a peaceful protest for an issue such even uh, for Jewish Heritage Month, we need protests. I'm sorry, we need permits. For a peaceful rally where people are singing in unison songs, where people are holding American flags. These people go out without permits and they disrupt, they destroy, they, they break buildings, they break glass, they, uh, they destroy cars, they threaten and bully people. We keep hearing about mental health issues from Washington, from our president and the first lady about mental health because these people are bullied. Look who's doing the bullying. Exactly. It's a good point. Yes, they, they're distracting during the uh, Christmas uh, tree lighting, uh, during the Thanksgiving parade. They're closing bridges, they're closing uh, streets. Uh, and worse, they're even taking the American flags down. And I am asking myself, how dare you can do something like this? You live in this beautiful country. You benefit from the freedom. You're doing your rally. You have freedom of speech. And you are taking the flag down, the American flag. So many heroes, so many soldiers put their life on, you know, on the line for us to practice uh, freedom. The fact that it's happening and nobody's saying anything is very disturbing. It's really disturbing. It should be a big concern. And I will tell you why this is happening. When you're defunding the police, when you're making the police the bad guys and taking every power from them, this is what's happening. And you're right. In Nassau County, we are not allowing such uh, uh, destruction. We are not going to allow. You want to do a peaceful rally? You are welcome to do a peaceful rally. If you think you're going to come here and destruct the, the Nassau County resident, you are in the wrong place. And I want to thank uh, our commissioner, Patrick Ryder, and the entire police uh, force for hard work they are putting in uh, to protect our residents. And everybody should do the same things. In the cities, they should not allow okay, this kind of destruction. I'm condoning it, and I want more elected officials to be loud and clear about this. You want to have a peaceful rally? Do it. Do it peaceful. 
Look, I invite all the time the squad members on the show. I would sit down and have a conversation. I'm not threatening them. I'm not trying to do anything. They wouldn't come on if, you know, let's be realistic. Uh, another big concern that I hear a lot, I know a lot of people in your district, the cost of living day to day, going to the supermarkets, going mm-hmm. to buy clothing, buying gifts this Hanukkah and Christmas was really hard for a lot of people. Tell us about what you're hearing in regards to the economy from your constituents. Absolutely. One more, more time again, uh, Biden administration and his members are co- you know, causing this uh, our economy to be broke like the way it is. Inflation is very high. Interest rates is very high. We are talking about you know, food price. I mean, it's 20 percent up and rent is by 18 percent up. Uh, electricity is 24 uh, percent up. It is a big concern. Middle-class families cannot make it in anymore. And it's just showing you one more time again, uh, Biden and his administration and people like Tom Swazi failed to protect the American people, failed to, to, to fix our economy. And we are, cannot be evil, able to continue the way it is right now. We need a, a better voice. We need a strong government, a government for the people that's going to improve our economy, secure our borders, bring safety to our streets. Those kind of the things we need to continue. And absolutely also, we need to support our uh, nation, allied nation. We are talking about the Israel. We are talking about Ukraine. Uh, and the fact that even, you know, the wars have started in uh, Ukraine a year and a half ago and Hamas attack on October 7th is showing you how weak is our president, how weak is our uh, uh, government. And when you have a weak government, you are, you know, showing to the world that America is weak. And I want to make sure that we all clear about this. You know, when Israel weak, it's going to make us weak. When our allied nation are weak, we're going to be weak as well. Strong Israel is going to be strong America. That's the reason why we have to continue to support Israel and this uh, war against the terror terrorist organization. One last question. Obviously, you are... Uh, running against someone who held the seat before, who is very well known. And uh, you basically came on the scene like two years ago and you've made a name for yourself, obviously, to get this far. What do you feel your biggest accomplishment has been in the last two years that really outshines the tenure of the seasoned congressman that you're running against? Uh, Cindy, as you know, I, I'm, a, I'm not a politician. I'm a mother. I have seven children. I love America. America has been good to me and to my husband who were born in Ukraine, grew up in this beautiful country and become a doctor. As a mother of seven children, I'm worried about this, the future of our country. And as a county legislator, in a short time, within two years, I was able to accomplish a lot for Nassau County resident. Uh, let's talk about the taxes. I, will, I made sure not to increase taxes, uh, property taxes in the last two years, okay, which is a big deal, especially in this uh, challenging time of uh, economy. And in the, the same time, I, would, I made sure to fully fund our police. I have been supporting law enforcement. I believe by supporting our law enforcement, we can create a better community, a strong community, a safe street, okay? And you know what? In the last two years, people saw I'm not a politician again. When I promise, I deliver. I, I'm not you know, talk is cheap, but actually doing real things, uh, that's really what the American people need. 
And people really saw that in the last two years. They have a trust in me, and I'm very proud in my accomplishment in the last two years working with the mayors in my district was able to bring funds to improve uh, our uh, roads and to support small businesses. And, and I say it again, to bring more safety to our streets. And I'm excited to do this in the national level this coming uh, February after uh, I will be elected as a congresswoman. Where can our audience reach out to you? They can reach out to me. Uh, they can follow me, Mazi, uh, for Congress and my Instagram. It's very easy. They just can Google my name. They can find out my uh, Instagram page. And uh, and it's P-I-L-I-P. I should tell everybody it's P-I-L-I-P. Yes, Mazi. And then last name is P-I-L-I-P. Mazi Pelop. Mazi my friend, I plan to celebrate with you the same way I was lucky enough to celebrate with you when you were sworn in as legislator. I'm proud to call you a Jewess patriot. And I look forward to a very exciting 2024 with you. And again, Mazi Pillip for Congress special election, New York three, and probably on to November. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you. for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Allie Arts. I have been in the beauty industry for over 25 years. I became a salon owner five years ago when I purchased Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. I had a vision to create a warm, welcoming environment where you can have your hair done, meet great people, and leave feeling wonderful about yourself. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not always the feeling you get when you walk into salons. Often we feel judged not good enough, and it's just not what it should be. My goal was to take away those ugly bits of the beauty industry. We have a saying hanging on the wall in the salon, surround yourself with beauty and kindness, and we strive to create that environment and ambiance every day. We are a full-service salon offering hair, skin, and nail customizable treatments. There is truly something for everyone. We pride on ourselves of having a multi-generational clientele, and the reason behind this is because I've always been a working mom. It has been important to me to be able to utilize my time in a way that I can get all of my services done as well as my family. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Hi there. My name is Sid Mandelbaum and I'm the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up. We're an anti-poverty think tank that over the years have fed over 1 billion people and have also written laws so that uh, federal governments and states can uh, acquire food from uh, federal and state agencies. We would need your help for a couple of things. First, uh, we have a very robust program in schools, and we teach students how to save food and then give it to people that are at risk in their communities. We also need uh, interns to help us with our advocacy work, and if you're interested in doing any kind of reaching out to governments, we could help you uh, with laws that we've written to get them passed. Thank you so much. You could reach us at 
1-877-691-FOOD, or just call uh, 516-295-0670. Thank you so much. Welcome back, and joining us now is Congressman Anthony D'Esposito. I know many of you recognize him from his many, many appearances all over every station. One thing about Anthony, he goes and speaks about issues that are for all voters, all constituents, because every taxpayer pays his salary, and he's very, very, very uh, aware of that and wants to work with everybody. And he also comes from a district where Democrats outnumber Republicans, but it seems to be changing. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the issues that are common sense issues that the Democrats are uh, reaching out to Anthony about. So Anthony, first of all, happy and healthy new year. Thank you. uh, I'm looking forward to being with you at your next inauguration. And uh, you've been voicing a lot of discussion about safety, about the border security, because you are on the Homeland Security um, Committee. Tell us a little bit that we should know as common sense voters about why it is so important to speak to your, you know, your elected officials and the candidates you want about making this an important issue for 2024. Yeah, well, I, I think that um, the issues that we're focused on as Republicans, as you mentioned, are common sense issues. And it's one of the reasons as to why in your intro, when you mentioned that uh, my district and actually Nassau County in general, uh, in Nassau County, there's about uh, 100 and 100,000 and change more Democrats than Republicans. And in my district, about 75,000 more Democrats than Republicans. And there's a reason as to why Long Island from literally the city border to the east end of the island is completely a bright shade of red uh, coming after the, the last election. I mean, we have been able to elect Republican majorities in places like the city of Long Beach, which has been a Democratic stronghold for my entire life. Uh, we have, for the first time since 1989, we have a uh, majority Republicans in the town of North Hempstead, along with the supervisor. Um, Republicans are elected and control the town of Hempstead, the town of North Hempstead, the town of Oyster Bay, uh, as well as the city of Glen Cove and, again, the city of Long Beach. And, and in Suffolk, uh, we saw great wins as Republicans now, um, for the first time in 25 years, uh, have a county executive in Suffolk, the supermajority on the county legislature. Uh, so as you could see, Republicans are being elected on an island where Democrats do outnumber us. And I think it's uh, for two reasons. One, we have uh, great uh, candidates and leadership within our parties, both Chairman Garcia out in Suffolk and, of course, Chairman Cairo here in Nassau County. Uh, they are boots on the ground. They are uh, coaches in every sense of the word. They make sure that the players are out on the field, that they have every resource that they need necessary in order to win uh, and execute tough elections. Uh, we have good candidates from from different parts of uh 
of of the island and, and obviously representing different backgrounds. I mean, uh, I think for for a long time, there have been people that have been in elected office for their entire life. And I think what we're seeing now is that people are being elected after coming off careers with real life experience. Take me, for example, serving in the NYPD, uh, having a great career. It was it was one that, you know, I enjoyed. And now I'm able to bring uh, the the things that I've learned as a NYPD detective, legitimately having a front row seat to one of the greatest shows on earth. Um, now I could bring that knowledge and, and wisdom uh, to elected office. I mean, uh, we have people running that uh, run businesses. We have people uh, who are now running for office, for example, in the third congressional district. Who someone who's a you know has a, an amazing story. You know, was was born, uh, fled Ethiopia uh, to Israel. Uh, became an IDF uh, soldier and, and served as a paratrooper, left Israel, started a family here in the United States of America, legitimately living the American dream, is a mom of seven, uh, was a was a community, someone who involved in her community and her synagogue and thought a few years ago, you know what, I, I want to be more involved and ran for county legislature where we want a seat uh, in the Great Neck area for the first time as a Republican since the county legislature was formed in the late 90s. Um, and that's because different people from different backgrounds are running for office. Um, and this, the second and, and the most important issue is that I think we are, in fact, on the right side of, of every issue. And they are common sense issues. I mean, who does not want to keep their community safe? Who does not want to make sure that uh, their neighbors have have the are protected uh, from criminals. Who doesn't think that criminals should have uh, more, or, or who doesn't think that that people and, and residents and law abiding neighbors should have more rights than than criminals? I mean, it's just it's common sense. Two things I want to say. First of all, as a national show as well. Uh, we are going to be highlighting communities just like Long Island that are surrounded by the deep blue and the people around them are reacting by voting deep red. And you are going to see a lot of shifts. But the second uh point I want to make, which was what you kind of were ending on, was with the safety issue. I want to bring up something that really didn't get much press because really it's something that we could actually say that the uh, leadership of the Nassau County uh, County Executive's Office, and, and you've been involved because you're involved in local government. You started there, and you're very close with everybody there. Uh, the Saturday before Christmas, we saw headlines all over about how the Palestine, pro-Palestinian rioters were destroying Los Angeles, they were holding up, uh, the, uh, in Chicago, the, uh, traffic by the O'Hare Airport, and of course, all over New York City, whether or not it was Fifth Avenue, Soho, we saw destruction, and the common thread they all had was that they are run on a local and state level by these Democrats. You can call them moderate, you can call them progressive, they are all Democrats. Well, a similar kind of protest riot was supposed to happen in Republican-led Nassau County in one of the biggest shopping districts called Roosevelt Field. And because of the leadership of our county executive and because of a team of dedicated law enforcement leaders led by uh, Pat Ryder, we didn't have the rioting that was anticipated, the thousands of people disrupting Christmas shopping because Hanukkah was weeks before. 
Because this isn't a Jewish issue. This is a Judeo-Christian value issue. And I wish that 742, CNN, Fox, everybody would have made that a headline because that speaks volumes about the difference of leadership, whether it's Democrat and Republican. And that in in and of itself should make people realize what's going on. Yeah, I mean, to your point, unfortunately, you know, not having excitement and not having uh, protesters, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't improve ratings and doesn't sell newspapers. So that's why we didn't read or hear about it. But, yeah, listen, uh, County Executive Blakeman was uh, has been, uh, you know, very strong on these issues from day one, whether it's, um, you know, whether it was being very clear that Nassau County is is not a sanctuary county or most recently saying that, you know, we are not going to stand uh, for these uh, protesters. Obviously, everyone and he respects the fact that everyone has the right uh, to, to protest. Everyone has the right to freedom of speech. Uh, but you are not going to disrupt an entire one of the largest, like you mentioned, uh, shopping centers or shopping malls. Uh, and not only in the county and on Long Island, but it's probably one of the most sharp, one of the biggest shopping facilities on the East Coast. You're not going to disrupt uh, some of the biggest days of the year that they have. It's an opportunity for for, for local business to, to make money. Um, you're not going to disrupt shoppers. You're not going to make it more dangerous. And he worked, uh, you know, each and every day with uh, Commissioner Ryder. And I, I had some conversations with them over the course of the uh, the planning for it. And, it, you know, they were just very clear. Uh, we are not going to stand for this. We respect everyone's rights, but uh, we are not going to allow the out of control uh, far left uh, protesters and, and the people who really, quite frankly, if you look at, you know, some of the individuals that are being arrested, uh, the names are 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 exactly the same as, the, as those protesters, uh, whether it was during the BLM stuff, whether it was, um, you know, they paid thirty dollars on Craigslist. It's exactly. Occupy Wall Street. They don't even know what Israel is. They don't they can't even pronounce Palestine. We've seen that on the news. But one more thing I want to talk about before we have to go. You've been very vocal about uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor's uh, discussion to change elections for local level uh, positions for even years the same. And it's kind of uh, disrupt, you know, we could call it whatever we want. I don't want to get into it, but there's something wrong with it. And there is something about fair and right elections. And uh, you've been very vocal about that. And you are someone who started in local and went up to the national level. And I always emphasize to people that really the most important elections are local. You never know who actually becomes the president who started at his assembly, but they're also the ones who are really involved in your everyday lives the most. So just and if, and if you could summarize quickly a few highlights that everybody should know about what this law is and why we should be fighting all of our elections on even years. Sure. So basically what this law does is it moves any local elections to the same year as either a presidential or a gubernatorial election, which, you know, it's clearly just because, you know, in on places like on Long Island where Republicans are winning, uh, the Democrats need to do anything and everything that they possibly can. They can't win uh, at the ballot box. So we've seen them recently try to win elections either in the courtroom 
or by passing ridiculous legislation. I mean, and when I refer to the courtroom, uh, we're talking about the, uh, the, the redistricting that the Democrats have sued over uh, for the congressional maps. If you remember about a year ago or a year and a half ago now, um, the, the Democrats were sued because uh, they completely gerrymandered uh, the maps making, you know, many communities not represented properly. They were sued. Uh, the, the Republicans won the lawsuit and a special master, uh, someone who has done this before from Carnegie Mellon redrew the, the maps, uh, in New York, making them, uh, as fair as, as he or she thought that they should be. Um, and then the Democrats, because we had such a, uh, victorious year, uh, and we've, we've had more Republicans elected in New York than we've had in a while. Uh, they figured, well, we can't beat them at the ballot box, so let's sue. Uh, and then they stacked the courts with, uh, you know, judges that, uh, took their word. And, uh, now we have to, once again, what we're seeing is by February 28th, the state has to bring down, uh, maps redrawn again. Um, so this is again, it, whether it's the maps being redrawn, whether it is the changing the elections from, uh, to, to even years, or as we've seen in the past, um, we, we talk about the ancillary housing and the, and the state, the state trying to take away local zoning. We talk about criminal justice reform, cashless bail. We talk about, uh, congestion prices. Bail and ballots that are getting extended. Yeah. It's all complete overreach of the Democrats trying to uh, step over the working people of the state of New York. And, you know, people have had enough of it. And, and it's it, it's it's another reason as to why Republicans are winning elections in a blue state and blue states throughout this country, uh, because people are fed up. And, and, you know, I know that this is a national show and um, these candidates with the common sense values and common sense views need all the help that they can get. So I hope everyone listening uh, takes a look at my website and and does a little research and um, supporting candidates who have common sense and are making common sense decisions, not based on Democrat or Republican, but based on American issues, I think are the ones that we need to support. Congressman D'Esposito, happy and a healthy new year. Proud to call you not only my congressman, but my friend. And I'll see you very soon. And you are always welcome back on the show. Thank you. Be well. What a show. I like to remind everybody that the views of our guest and our sponsors and our commercials are the views of the companies and the people and WGBB Studios and Cindy's Corners Productions is not responsible for the content that they share. I'd also like to remind everybody that you can always listen to our shows, download us, and listen through Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Jewish Podcast out of Jerusalem, and follow my columns that are regularly uh, published through Newsmax Business, The Times of Israel, Israel National News, Your America TV, Reactionary Times, and multiple other outlets. Follow Cindy Gross on Facebook. Instagram, X, and LinkedIn, and you can also follow her various other pages that include Cindy and friends. Please support our sponsors and our advertisers in our recommendation section of my website. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, you always have a friend at Cindy and Friends. <laughs>